Here's Gulami. I'm recording. We are kindly here today. So was that just the movie? That was the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was just the beginning of the movie. Are we? Are, is this the podcast? Are we doing? The I know. Podcast? I thought I was saying, "Hey guys, and welcome to," but I didn't know if y'all were ready. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, welcome hey, to Who Watches the Watchers. Welcome My in. name is uh, Ian. Yeah, and I'm Kenny. I'm Paul Damien. And this week we're talking Rango, the the lizard with the most. Yeah. The Rango liz- Unchained. <laughs> Rango, Rango Unchained. Basically. <laughs> I've been waiting all week to make that joke. God damn it. Really Paul are. Damien, have you seen this movie before? I actually, when I said I saw it before, I thought I saw it all, but I only saw like... The first 30 minutes oh. of it before. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah. I was yeah. Able to and then, Kenny, you, you'd you seen this before. This is, You turned me onto this movie. Yeah, this is probably like my third or fourth time watching this film at this point because uh, I love it. It's great. I think this is like Ooh. the perfect uh, middle ground of like animation that's like made for kids but is like perfect for adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is it. And uh, I think this movie is just littered with fun shit you know uh, i think it was kind of made for that reason you can just tell the the amount of fun the cast and uh crew kind of had putting Speaking this shit to together point um there was a lot of adult humor in this movie yeah like a lot more than a normal animated movie like yeah. obviously they always have some but i felt like there was more than usual definitely uh, it's like kind of pushing like a shrek spectrum of like barely for kids kind of you know (laughs) i mean like one of the things i'll just note on is like you know we have these little owl you know the little owl mariachi kind of telling us the story throughout the movie but one of the scenes they're literally all like hanging from nooses and i was like that is like some heavy content (laughs) to put into a kid's movie no matter how you look at it you know they're like all kind of like being hung by their necks you know like but but even like looking at it that way like shrek was dreamworks um, this movie has the Nickelodeon logo <laughs> opening, which is like even crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, this movie was, it came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Gore Verbinski. Do you, that's the guy that does most of the Pirates movies. He did those. He did, um, this is his only animated film. Oh yeah. Interesting. And he also did Lone Ranger, which oh. is also a Western movie starring, well, co-starring, uh, John Depp. John Depp. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. But I found this movie extremely interesting because Gore Verbinski, you know, he's um, he he knows how to do action surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you think about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and there's really not a lot there besides kind of like the big set pieces every now and again you know what i mean and this movie surprisingly had maybe four big set pieces that were or maybe even more five maybe yeah they were like damn this is fucking crazy yeah um i want to say right here at the top this movie it was the voice acting was done on a set 
with everyone doing voice acting at the, at the same, same time. time. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to note on. Yeah, that they were all acting together simultaneously, which isn't something traditionally done in animation. Everybody kind of usually does their own part in their own room yeah. just with, yeah. you know, in-ear audio. So I thought that was awesome. And I think that's the way you should do it. You know what I mean? Because how are you going to react to each other naturally if you're not acting together, you know? And I think that shows in this movie. I feel like it shows in the way that all the characters uh, really feel like real people that yeah, are actually interacting with they're each all, other. Yeah, exactly. Reacting to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wondered how often, um, I guess, the egg comes before the chicken. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's <laughs> like, how much of the movie is animated before our boys go in there and lip along to it? You know what I yeah, mean? Because I always think back to the opening of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. where um robin williams is doing voice acting for a cartoon Mm -hmm. and it's like a tweety bird type of cartoon but it's like a little blue bird and he's like the blue bird smoking a cigarette and he's like or no cigar i think and he's like starting to really enjoy it and robin williams like (laughs) my throat i'm choking (laughs) and that's how he gets fired (laughs) in that movie and so i always think about that when it comes to voice acting like how much is really of the movie is really there before they start to to voice it and yeah. i guess nowadays everything is much more motion capture mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah no honestly i'm not gonna lie i had a bit of a hard time getting into this movie really i like i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but i don't know it, it, it i struggled to pay attention to the movie i um, i watched this under bad circumstances mm-hmm. oh was that really damn yeah. it guys yeah, I was kind of sleepy watching this one. Oh, no. I was too last night. <laughs> um, but, like, even when I was, like, completely coherent and awake, I just had a hard time really? just watching the movie. It was enjoyable. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I I love movies. I love stories. And I, I love the fact that this movie is, like, the perfect personification of, like, fake it till you make it. Oh, uh, good call. So, like, I ju- I I like things about the movie, but I don't know. It's just I don't I don't know why. Had a hard time watching it. <laughs> um, Kenny, do you want to talk on the whole fake it to you make it type of thing? Yeah, I mean, it just kind of is funny. It goes back to the fact that we just watched Nobody last week, mm-hmm. and we go right back into a story of exactly someone who's like trying to be, you know this person you know and obviously they're different in the sense that in nobody he was this badass yeah. <laughs> and this one he's simply pretending to be but it's like i think this movie really shows about the level of like how much you can believe you are something and make it for yourself you yeah, know because it is sure. very true and this is a great example of that it's just con- how far confidence yeah. can go you know mm-hmm. and um i mean i really like this movie because it it makes so much sense, you know, and I, the first thing I wrote down here in my notes is like to be a lizard in a cage, you know, because the first <laughs> thing we see is this whole silly interaction where it's just him hanging out with the inanimate objects yeah. in his cage and, you know, like ma- and running a scene is like, what he's literally doing. Do you think he watched a lot of TV? Exactly. He must it's, have, yeah, watched a, a lot of like inside the actor studio or something. It's like <laughs> interesting to like theorize his life before all of this. And I love that, you know, we don't even know what his name technically was before this movie you know what i mean he literally was nobody i wanted to talk on that because he is credited as this other name and i want to look it up real quick do you have imdp pulled up by any chance yeah i mean i do it's right here yeah so he is honestly really didn't even his name is rango slash lars lars and i was i because i looked at the imdb while i was watching it 
And I was like, huh, Lars, I haven't heard them say that yet. I don't think they say it throughout the whole movie. I wonder if there's anywhere in the movie, like maybe at the very beginning where it has it, like on oh, tape. Like masking something. tape on, well, the, uh, on the window. I'm the... wondering if that's his character in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because he does oh. do the voice line for that part where he's like, I knew it. And it, then he flies off the screen. I know that Johnny Depp did his own voice line for that part. So I think oh, that so might that's be. that's what it means. He's playing both those he's, parts. It's those two characters J. Depp is playing and he's literally being credited for that line as okay. Lars from Fear and Loathing. I want to I want to look that up to know yeah. I'm not full of shit, but I think that's what it is. I just need to look uh, up Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And... Rango also wears the same shirt as his character mm-hmm. from Fear and Loathing in Las oh, Vegas. And that's our first like really big Easter egg, you know, yeah. is that is that small bit where we get to see the actual character whose name is not Lars, so I'm oh, fucking wrong. Interesting. His name is Roll Duke or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, no, I don't know. There That's you go. very interesting. Regardless, um, maybe there is a character named Lars that he does voice mm-hmm. at some point. But and I was going to say, maybe it's just another character in the movie would be my good guess, but it could be. Maybe that's like <laughs> another weird little Easter egg to this movie. Um, some other actors in this movie, uh, besides our man John Depp, um, there's Isla Fisher. She plays Beans. Um, Abigail, Abigail Breslin, Ned Beatty, Alfred Molino plays, uh, or Molina, excuse mm-hmm. me, he plays the roadkill. Um, and then one of my favorite performances in the whole movie is Bill Nye as Rattlesnake Jake. Yeah. And that was Bill Nye? Not, <laughs> not, not that I was Nye. like, what? Not the science guy. <laughs> I was like, Are you, really? The other Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye proper. The, act, <laughs> the actor guy. Okay. I still don't know who you're talking about, but it's okay. <laughs> you want me to show you? He's a British actor. He's yeah. very he's very good. You um, recognize him. Him. He's he looks like he could be a science guy, to be honest. A spy in disguise yeah, is always like I said a science guy, but I said it horribly. <laughs> it's like if I would have showed you that I, actor and been like, who does he play in the movie, you'd be like, Oh, the mayor. Yeah. Like nah, I, that, I know what you're talking about now, but that's, um, that's Snattle Rake Jake. But I, I can guarantee he's a science guy. I'm sure he knows something about science. Yeah, look at his glasses. Well, he's British. Oh. They actually believe in science over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, this movie's good. I want to say right out the out the gate. Um, <laughs> I know both of y'all are like, I don't know, but I was like, this is a great. Movie. I never said I don't know. I said I was sleepy. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk on that, actually. What what makes it all right, in your opinion, instead of good? Cause I mean, it was all right for me. Uh, like, as far as a movie goes, uh-huh. I guess it, I, I would give it some props. It, there was a lot of, like, um, like, timing things that they got really right on. Mm, you know, like, yeah. just from the wording and oh, okay. I, pulling I know the scene mean, yeah. out immediately. Yeah, the pacing of this movie is like, fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I like the trippiness towards the end of the movie as well. There's a lot of trippiness yes. throughout this movie. Yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just, mm-hmm. me, myself, I, I don't know. I didn't care for it too much. Okay, so this movie is about this poor little chameleon. Uh-huh. And it he his whole, like aquarium falls out of the back of a moving or the the family moving mm-hmm. it's a couple they're probably young yeah they have the back window open it falls out during like a a bump a bump or something yeah and so this is our big first like huge set piece that that uh gore verbinski does where it he kind of loves to do this thing where it's like um what is it called whenever it's like a contraption that just continuously moves? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where like everything like has a conveyor a belt. <laughs> yeah, like a conveyor belt of uh, of just events, you know? Yeah, of crazy nonsense where he just kind of bounces around, goes from here to there, and that's where he lands on the car from 
Fear mm-hmm. and Loathing in La- Las Vegas. Um, but it it's cool because this is he does this a lot. Like one of the big things that I remember from the second Pirates movie was like where they're fighting at like this this like uh river thing mm-hmm. with the wheel. The giant oh, wheel. Yeah. And then they're fighting on top of the fucking wheel. Mm-hmm. And that And inside of the wheel yeah. and yeah. next to the wheel. You know, it's like there's so much going on simultaneously. And but- so for him to finally get something like this medium mm-hmm. where he can actually play in this playground much bigger, I think that this is a benefit for him. And I think the mm-hmm. directing and writing right out the gate is so fantastic because our character unintentionally fourth wall breaking leads us to that moment by saying like I know what I need in my story. I need an event to happen to mm. throw my character into conflict. And it's like, as that sentence happens, and it seems y'all don't remember, the bump is the roadkill. Yes, he meets no, I, I was going to okay. reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like y'all are both oblivious to it, but, um, you know. No, the, it was, I was setting up a reveal. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love that writing. I think that's a perfect way to do exposition where it's not... Mm-hmm explaining it to us so much as the character explaining it to themselves you know right. what i mean and in a perfectly organic way that this crazy so you know uh lonely lizard would probably be doing who's obviously obsessed with acting and you yeah know, right character playing so um i thought that was fantastic and exactly and it's just you're right it gives him a chance to throw and throw in all this crazy shit that you wouldn't be able to get in any other medium you know we wouldn't get that cool Fear and Loathing Easter egg in a mm-hmm. live action. You know, it's not yeah. like Johnny Depp would have showed up in that costume. <laughs> Old Miller, here I am, you know? Um, so I think it's fantastic. And it's all, it, he obviously had a lot of fun putting in all this shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, this is, it's it's great right out the bat mm-hmm. because, you know, we see all this. And um, I wanted to say that it it brings a, a level of surrealism. With One for a fact mm-hmm. that everyone's wearing clothing. Yeah, <laughs> all the animals are wearing mm-hmm. clothing to the point where it kind of takes you out of that for a spell where he's hiding in the or he's running through the desert and there's a toad hiding like blending in as a rock and then the hawk trying to find its prey mm-hmm. at that point like those animals aren't wearing clothes yeah and so the only other time we see an animal before this is the dead animal <laughs> that is the roadkill yeah. alfred molina he's wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then after this, when he g- ends up at like Animal Town, wherever, yeah, dirt, where yes. like it's like you know, classic Western, yeah, you know. <clears throat> but I just I found it fascinating that it seemed like every time our character Rango was interacting with an animal that wasn't acting like an animal, they were wearing clothing, and then every time he was interacting with an animal that acted like an animal, they were. Nude. an animal you know what i mean <laughs> and so it was like am i is he hallucinating is there i wanted to believe that there was another level to this movie where <clears throat> like he was not fully comprehending the circumstances this you know is like I mean? his brain coping with the reality and he's if anything creating these characters for himself like the roadkill like the roadkill is probably dead yes kind of yeah, exactly what you're getting at. and it was yeah. just talking to him to get him moving along and off the road essentially that's such an interesting way to think the roadkill actually <laughs> made me uncomfortable absolutely <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was terrifying especially because yeah. he's perfectly fine just a minute later <laughs> two later you know yeah. just standing there and it's like I'm good, Amigo. <laughs> that was that was really good. <laughs> that was a good you did a really good job. Uh, uh, but it's I, I just I wanted to pull that up because like it's it feels like this movie is a delusion a delusional like take on reality, but then like on top of delusions because then mm. we see him kind of have hallucinations a couple more times 
but before the end of this movie. You definitely. know what I mean? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> yes. Uh, how do you guys feel about beans? She's a desert iguana, by the way. I, the, oh. I looked up the species because I was mm-hmm. curious, and the 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 freezing up thing is like. but it was like definitely a little over but i was like that's still an interesting thing because i have to believe there's you know there are breeds of lizards exactly who do that but um i'm surprised the horny toad didn't shoot like blood out of its eyes (laughs) you know what i mean like why wasn't there some more like um like animal instincts shown in these characters Mm -hmm. but beans is played by isla fisher Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) beans is hot rule rule 34 beans Beans. real quick (laughs) hold on let me Type that into the mainframe. Rule thirty four beans. Jesus, it's good. We it's should. some good stuff. Um, <laughs> should have made sure it wasn't even Stevens. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, I, I was immediately like, okay, this is uh, like fake because, like I said, like the hawk and the toad didn't <laughs> uh-huh. have any fucking like clothing on, and now we meet this woman who is an iguana that's riding in a wagon that has a collection of bottles or some shit. Like, I just, I, I had a hard time, like, following this, like, movie's probability. So, there was, like, a whole yeah. other layer you already went to at this point where you were, like, this is all just an, op- uh, like, uh, him hallucinating. Yeah. And you were just waiting for that shoe to drop the exactly. whole movie? Exactly, yes. I kind of was. I thought this was going to be another thing where I... Uh, like the Joker. It's <laughs> like, was any of this real? <laughs> well, damn, I'm sad that shoe didn't drop in the end for you. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Really? Like, That's why I love Ian. He think, yeah. he always finds like another layer. You know what I mean? I'm the, it's, a, it's a curse because I'm always trying to figure out what am I really trying to... What am I, what am I supposed to pull from this? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And sometimes I think too creatively i guess yeah i mean it's not a bad thing though you know <laughs> and the thing is is that layer probably is meant to be there in a sense you know what yeah. i mean and that's just you interpreting this movie in a deeper way that could potentially be exactly what they were going for and we're just all too stupid to fucking see it you know yeah so you never know but um <laughs> that's interesting to think about and, I, and it make and it makes me like rethink about the movie because exactly once he enters the city of dirt and the surreal things that begin to happen there you must mm-hmm. have just been even more confused like you know the whole ritual of getting the water yeah. which is probably the weirdest part of this entire movie and they don't really explain yeah. super yeah, so well the water is like currency yeah because the bank has the water jug you know what i mean and so she's coming to get a loan of water beans mm-hmm. and they they don't have enough water water to go around to loan it to her but it's like the but the, we see this whole little dance sequence the entire town oh, yeah. Yeah. Does, and it's like what is that, that was, about that was weird yeah, yeah it's like why did they how did they all learn this you know and like i was talking to ashley i was like this must be a rain dance mm-hmm. and she was like yeah that makes sense yeah it's like meant to him like a ritualistic uh, yeah, yeah begging the desert for water you know <laughs> yeah because they kind of they don't really say it, but they kind of look at the spigot as like a god, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like that's yeah. what provides them with their water. Precisely. So it's like religion. It's like yeah. the weird way this movie uh, looks at religion. How do you guys feel about the hawk? Because there's two hawk scenes. There's mm-hmm. one, like I mentioned, with the toad, mm-hmm. and he's he's in a fucking Haritos like bottle mm-hmm. like rolling like running through it like kind of like the wheel from yeah. fucking yeah. pirates, um, and then the hawk. Or it breaks on a rock or something, but the hawk ends up getting the toad. And then the second hawk scenes where he proves that he can kill like the big bad with one bullet. bullet. Um, How do you guys feel about these scenes? I enjoyed them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the like playfulness that they had with it, uh, and just the little things like, oh my god, he's chasing the hawk. Oh, yeah. they're going around <laughs> in circles. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, <laughs> I love the way they kill the what well, the way he kills the hawk yeah. with the water tower falling down on him. Um, I I thought it was perfect. Just the I guess animations of the hawk mm-hmm. during that scene just like oh shit like <laughs> well and we get to get to see a little bit more of the personification of these animals in the yes. sense of when he's hiding in the vending machine and it puts the cord in her and it types in the number to get him out and it's like these animals obviously understand human mm-hmm. i you know like yeah. thing you know human technology even or like how things oh, work God. you that's know that's so fucking good he's like <laughs> pecking at it and the fucking the quarter rolls down and it's showing the eagle side like, <laughs> and he's like perfect <laughs> um it's so good yeah this it was the only part of the movie i found something that i was like i was like a little redundant which was that we get the whole bit where he's running around with the toilet paper and it's chasing him and then moments later we get where he's running around with the twizzlers and i understand that they needed something more solid for him to pull him from but i was like then just don't do the toilet paper bit you know like (laughs) that was the one thing that i was like that was was, a little redundant it was more just like the hawk needed to know where he was going Mm -hmm. kind of thing oh so that's one thing that cinematography wise the beginning of this chase scene i was like oh this is going to be brilliant i thought it was only ever going to show the toilet paper barely making it around the corner and we were just going to see the hawk because like the first like couple of seconds Mm -hmm. that's how it is we just see the toilet paper rolling but then we eventually get rango full on running i found that a little bit of a bummer but it 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 was great regardless i think the cinematography is when the cinematography and the design style of this movie are what really make it shine, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they decided to make the characters look how they look in this movie is what makes it stand in a whole category of its own of animation. You don't have movies like this. You know, you get, you know, like, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my but head. But, like, Zootopia is adorable. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially when it comes to Disney and things like that, you're, they're going to draw these characters adorably, exactly. You yeah. know, but here you're going to have kids with eye patches, you know, yeah. characters with an, an arrow going through one eye and popping out the back of his skull. <laughs> you know, everybody looks gritty and gross and like they would be in the real, in a town like this. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what really makes this movie stand on its own pedestal, you know, and I think it really gives, it's unnerving in a sense, you know, I can understand why you'd be kind of like, I don't know why I'm sitting through this movie right now, because (laughs) a lot of the characters are like, tough to look at at yeah. times you know as not rango not you know not being too far off from that yeah. you know being this awkward looking chameleon especially like the whole bit where he's just he hasn't quite got his whole outfit yet and he's just mm-hmm. in like the red uh, uh underwear uh, underwear <laughs> i just i'm like oh because he's got like his gut hanging out like the <laughs> button undone well they they did like they took a lot of artistic freedoms and mm-hmm. just did whatever they wanted and and I I can attribute to that 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 was like that was really good. Yeah, you know I really enjoyed that. Um, and they it, it seemed like they just weren't afraid. You know, like when making a children's movie, you usually you see them pull back a lot. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, cause but they just kind of went for it in this. Movie. I I think that this is interesting because this is kind of a Nintendo Nickelodeon going to the mm-hmm. same well twice where they. They kind of made a weird, like, upsetting look at the West with Nacho Libre, in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that movie has, like, a very, a lot of uncomfortable-looking characters, mm-hmm. like the like the smaller wrestlers that are, like, fully hairy. Like yeah. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre, yes. Uh, so it's just, it's interesting that Nickelodeon is okay with this kind of, like, gross design for mm. characters. Um, especially, well, I mean... 
SpongeBob kind of does it too, where they'll like do a quick <laughs> zoom in, and it's like it's a horrifying. I think Nickelodeon yeah. like yeah likes that kind of body horror. They sometimes. like gross <laughs> out humor. Just it's, that slight shock value. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the it's it's the it's, city of slime. It's where to keep the adults coming back. It's <laughs> yeah, got to be what it's for, you know. But it's like the same people that are like, haha, slime. I slimed you. You know, <laughs> I what I mean? slimed you. Like, <laughs> it's like get slimed. <laughs> get ready to be slime. <laughs> you know, slime button just. <laughs> 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 It's gross. But, no thanks. But even beyond the animation style, and th- what I realized talking about this is Gore Ver- Verbinski basically has two big westerns he's done before. This was, was Lone Ranger, and then he did The Mexican, which is the old Brad oh, Pitt right. western-esque mm-hmm. you know, I think Lone movie. Ranger comes out after this one. Does it really? Yes. Okay. Either way. Okay. Well, he's done two other big westerns is my point. And so I really think that this shows how much he loves westerns. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I was going to make it in that point. Um, and that I think he really n- wanted to make a western film but felt like he wanted to do it as wildly as possible it's like he wanted to combine yeah. all the elements of all the things he loved he wanted to do a pirates of the caribbean movie but western style and felt like he couldn't do that live action and do it justice enough until he did lone ranger mm-hmm. um so he did rango and i think it fits so much better you know what yeah, i mean because no. i think these outrageous ideas like running around with toilet paper as a chase <laughs> yeah. fits so much better as a as a lizard doing it than an actual person you know yeah. like I, it would be taken so much less seriously if it would have been a real johnny depp as an indian like running around with toilet paper stuck to his ass or something you know um i think the way they sidestep the whole johnny depp playing a native american person in that one uh lone ranger is uh, they say that he was a white man who was raised by mm-hmm. the Native Americans. So mm. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that. Appropriation um, at best, but, guys. <laughs> but nothing else, okay? Um, but no, yeah, to go back to Kenny's point about, mm-hmm. I think Gore Verbinski wants to make a Western, mm-hmm. and the only way he can is if it's gimmicked with kids animation about animals Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because um it's crazy to think that like it's have you seen the lone ranger either of y'all no no bad it's bad i we should do a western another western we should do lone ranger plus another western and like compare the two (laughs) let's do young guns (laughs) young guns like was that uh charlie yeah we could do tombstone we could do 310 to yuma See, that's like mm-hmm. another really great is that western. The remake or the, the remake? I would say the remake. Is is Young Guns a western or am uh, I thinking of something else? I think Young Guns is the Charlie is. Sheen western. Yeah. Let me double check. I'm, on I'm looking right now. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like Gore Verbinski loves westerns like uh, Kenny was saying. and uh, Charlie Sheen western, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it? Oh, William H. Bonnie. That's, makes, that's who it's about. Oh, okay. Um, I I would love to watch that movie. Yeah, that's an old western. This is yeah, it's eighties, eighty eight, eighty eight. Um, but let me see. Um, you ever seen Jeremiah Johnson? I wouldn't so much call that a western. Just as so much. What is that? Good ass movie. Jeremiah Johnson is. You remember that the that image where he's zooming in on him and he's it's that guy with a beard and he's smiling and just yes. nodding. That's Jeremiah Johnson. Oh. That's what that movie, that's from that movie. Hmm. Um, it's just a, a story of a man living in the mountains. So he's <laughs> wow. and it's an amazing film. It's like one of my favorites from. Is like, he Canadian? Uh, no, he's American. Oh, okay. Um, Americans don't live in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, Only Canadians. I figure out why it's not coming up. I guess I don't know how to spell Jeremiah. Do y'all? No. Right? It's like Jera, but then with Maya at the end. That doesn't help anybody, Paul Damien. You're okay. right. Okay, you did. I understood that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
um, Chuck, Chuck yeah, Rango guys. Uh, so the porta potty is a bottle of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of little Easter egg jokes like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. The The hawk's beak is steel plated, like yes. the end of cowboy boots. I thought that that was fucking sick. That was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of design choices. There's the one animal that is, yeah, that's Jeremiah Johnson, all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> such um, a good image. There's oh. one animal that yeah, That's Robert I'm, Redford. Oh, that's Robert Redford? Yeah, Robert Redford is Jeremiah Johnson. What the Johnson. fuck? The How come he looks like he's 400 pounds? Dude, it's such a good movie. Can you show me that picture again? Yeah. Are you sure that yeah, that I, is? Yes. I, it might be from the movie, but it, is that it, him? No, yeah, but he intentionally gained fuck? and lost a bunch of weight for the film, grew an entire beard and like shaved it off. I mean, he did so much for the movie. It was like one of, it was like a super. Why is his hair like Bieber? Um, I know. I'm well, just yeah, messing like around. Like Bieber? It, no, but that, th- his hair has always confused me. Yeah, see, Because, like, yeah, that's him. That right. shot makes wow. him look particularly chungus, but you know. Like... He looks like fucking Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> like he looks like Zach Galifianakis. Shot? Huh? In that shot? In the in yeah. no in the yeah the funny one where yeah. it's and you know what's funny? I think he's so handsome in that movie. He looks good right there. <laughs> yeah, but in really the GIF, the popular <laughs> GIF, he looks like if Zach Galifianakis was on set of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a fucking American movie. It looks like if he was the stunt double for Robert Redford and Jeremiah <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> They're like, just do the smile scene real quick, Zach. <laughs> Is that Samuel Tarley? god damn it it's just so it's that image has always confused me and to find out right now that that is robert redford is blowing my mind can i show you can i show you one more image from this movie that i love yes i wish i wish fucking we have to talk about rango we are going to talk about rango that's a good is that chris christopherson who is that other man that's a good uh, that's a good question because chris christopherson couldn't have been that old at that point no but that, he's like the old mountain man that he meets in the movie. Dude, I so fucking is this love like the, the 1800s or or do you think it's the early 1900s? It takes it. It looks like it's the Rocky Mountains. No, it's definitely earlier than either. The I mean, it's like I mean, it's like early rifles. You know what I mean? Like so, like 1800s, so like 1900s. The 18, I mean, like the I guess mid 1800s. Like I'm sorry, I mean, like when guns were like brand new, brand new. <laughs> yeah, like this is hot off the market. Like look at this thing we can do now. Yeah. <laughs> When they first started, like, mass-producing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to find out when Jeremiah Johnson takes place. Yeah, let's find out. Rango. I know. Dude, I, I got us sidetracked on Rango. the greatest uh, the greatest Western. It's Sidney Pollack. I knew I had a, had a relevant director. 1824 to 1900. It's his yeah. whole life. Yeah, and it is. It's an entire life story. So I knew it was like the 1800s. And it, there's some parts that take place during the Mexican War. So it's like the Alamo type shit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a good movie. I'm sure there's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty to to carve up in that that beautiful Jeremiah steak. I think um, you know. What, just to say, yeah, I think my top two westerns. I couldn't think of a third one. You know, without having to do more consideration, but would be Dances with Wolves and Jeremiah Johnson and Rango and Rango. You know what? There you go. And Rango. Rango's one of your top two. <laughs> is Dances with Wolves, is that... It's uh, Kevin Cosner. It is Kevin Cosner. Won all the things. It's a That movie has the bones to pick at and is fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> dude, you get to see Kevin Costner's ass in that movie. Dude. Ooh. It's fucking... <laughs> 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 ass um, let's take a quick break and then when we come back we will talk, talk about, about Rango. Rango good who wants the intros back Paul Damon you haven't done an intro before
Hey guys, thanks for waiting. No, better. <laughs> okay. Um, alrighty, thanks uh, for waiting for us on our break. But uh, we're back. What are we talking about, Paul Damon? We're talking about Rango. Are you hopefully sure? Hopefully we're going to talk about Rango this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. Who directed Rango? I don't remember. <laughs> now we're just going to pop just, quiz you. I'm yeah. just messing around. <laughs> His first name is Gore. Come on. Yeah, yeah it's fucking sick. It was Al Gore. <laughs> It was Al Gorvinsky. <laughs> Al Gorvinsky. Gore Verbinsky. It's, yeah, so let's talk about Rango. Um, Beans horrifies me. Oh. Does she really? Yeah, I think her face kind of terrifies me. Is it because it so me alien out. looking? Okay, yeah, I mean, a lot of the character design is obviously meant to be kind of like creep out a little right. bit. There's one animal. It's the one that talks about how... He found a human vertebrae in his fecal matter. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that animal? It's like a rabbit or some kind of yeah. desert um, monster thing. I thought it was a possum, sure. but I think Abigail Breslin's character, the little girl, mm-hmm. is a possum. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck is this what? guy? They could be different breeds of possums in desert possums. I mean, that's mean? very true. It's just he has so much hair. What about it's that little so girl? Long. What little girl? The little, you know, the little, the little pot black possum girl, you know. Oh, like she the, looks cute. You thought she was adorable. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that part, by the way, where he's like, "I found a human vertebrae <laughs> in my feces once." Yeah, and then they all just looked at him and were like, "You should get that check." Yeah, <laughs> or, and it's like, how? <laughs> what are humans to these creatures? You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, we see at the beginning that Tarango, they're giant, you know, they're normal human perspective. But if he mm-hmm. had an entire human vertebrae in his system. How? Yeah, it must have been like the tail end of the vertebrae. And then the spirit of the West is a human. True. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the spirit of the West? It's, yeah. That was played by Timothy Oliphant. Which I think is hilarious. Like they couldn't just get Clint Eastwood to come play himself. <laughs> so I don't think they'd want to ask Clint Eastwood to play himself. I thought it was really interesting just thinking, like, what if the spirit of the West wasn't a part of his like vision quest or delusion. Mm-hmm. But what if the spirit of the West was actually just some guy that drives around the desert in a golf cart talking uh, to animals? With a bunch of Oscars? Yeah, with, yeah, a, with bunch a bunch of Oscars, of Oscars. <laughs> talking to animals. So, I mean, this must be something that Rango saw on Inside the Actors Studio mm-hmm. yeah. or, where it's Clint Eastwood talking about his Oscars and then he just like, you know, but I love it, the idea of him being obsessed with Inside the Actor pre-this. Yeah. I would love to see like a little mini short film about Rango just hanging out <laughs> in his cage watching Inside the Actor and a whole special about Clint Eastwood. That would be hilarious. And it would just explain it. It would be such a small way to explain so much of this movie. You know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's obsessed with acting. He's obsessed mm-hmm. with like playing the part. Um, I didn't think that Timothy Oliphant did a good job. Really? I was... I thought he sounded like himself. Is yeah, my that's big bias with it. Yeah. I was confused on why he didn't sound more gruff, I guess. I don't know. I think we've gotten too used to a a really old Clint Eastwood who's, like, turned the gruff up to, like, 500, you know, at this point. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's the impressions that people do of Clint Mm -hmm. Eastwood of, like, you know, make my day or, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Let's let's hear your best. Come on. Okay, give me a Clint Eastwood line. Make my day. Make my day. (laughs) That was awful. <laughs> it's better than Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I have to do one Yeah, too, we're right? all going to do Make My okay. Day. Make My Day. Okay, so that was better. Okay, I was doing a jokey one. Paul Damien, oh, do no. a jokey one. Go. No, I thought we were trying to do our best. 
No, that was bad. That was a what? bad joke. Okay. Oh, I want to do. I was actually going to try. Okay, right. do try. Try it. Well, try now, it. I, now you've now done. You've made me you have to do both. It. I did. You've both. done a, a perfect facial impression one time. <laughs> one time, y'all are convinced <laughs> I probably did a perfect Clint Eastwood, and I have no idea what I did with my face. But go ahead, do it. Just make my day. Make <laughs> make the face though. Make my face. <laughs> make my face. <laughs> make the face. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I dig it. I dig it. You kind of, kind of make me a little, little, a little, a little or- ornery. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some other big set scenes or set pieces mm-hmm. in this movie, um, like the one where they go back to get the water, mm-hmm. the water chase scene, or with M- the moles, the mole people. So I loved the fact that the bats exploded, mm-hmm. like caught fire, and they made plane sounds. Yeah. yeah, they were like World War One fighters. That yeah. chase scene's amazing. That whole chase scene is absolutely amazing. All done to the flight of the fucking Valkyries and fucking Ave Maria for mm-hmm. a second. And I mean, just uh, the music and everything about it is just badass and makes you feel f- and feel like you're actually in the action. And I think that's where the the action, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean influence is definitely coming. Yeah. You know, you have the toad, you know, flipping his gun to reload it and doing all <laughs> these little like details, you know, that are or real you know and make mm-hmm. it feel real you know in such an anim- silly animated environment <laughs> it's it's incredible i love it because they're it's possums who live underground who have i guess like partnered up with the bats and they go flying out on and the moles. bats yeah chasing after oh did i say possums yeah you said possums. i meant moles there is one i guess pappy is a naked mole rat yeah he's right? a naked yeah. mole rat <laughs> It's horrifying. Snout, he's probably yeah, the scariest thing in the movie disgusting. to me. Yeah. There are some animals in this movie that I'm like, that's a puppet. That mm-hmm. looks so fucking real and mm-hmm. like terrifying that it's it has to be, uh, excuse me, a puppet. They did a good job <clears throat> with, the, with uh, Rattlesnake Jake. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Rattlesnake Jake. That's who Bill Nye plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fucking incredible in this movie. Um, the science guy. So, yeah. <laughs> I learned that earlier. Um, John Depp does... A bang-up job. I want to talk about John Depp for a minute. There was a while where I'm, I wasn't, like, I knew it was him, but, like, at some points, I'm like, that doesn't sound like him. I, I agree. I want to argue that this might be his best performance. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, I guess it's because I don't have to see him. Because, like, if you think about the Mad Hatter or Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. or any of his iconic characters yes (laughs) you know that that is john depp underneath the makeup but he is truly playing a different human being Mm -hmm. you know what i mean all of them quirky and all of them strange but definitely a different human being from the next one that he's played i always see jack sparrow really every time i see him i see jack sparrow yeah Yeah, i think it's kind of unavoidable yeah Yeah, we grew up definitely on the pirates in a way you know so i feel like i personally have not well like in the i mean no yeah yeah, it's been in in our 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 atmosphere for sure yeah um but he john depp does like a pseudo uh kermit impression (laughs) in this movie yeah where it's just like, let me out, you know, like kind of like a little froggy. And I think that that was intentional. And I think it was such a good choice. That's so interesting. A little froggy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's super animated. I think that exactly what he was going for. He wanted to just sound outrageous at times. Mm. Exactly. And as animated and wild. And I, and I love the fact that it he sounds like a guy 
doing an, a Western impression throughout the movie. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. He doesn't sound like he has is an actor doing a Western impression. He sounds like an actor trying to act like he has a Western impression. That's so perfect because mm. it's exactly how Ringo would be, you know? So <laughs> I thought those little details were incredibly impressive is that it's almost like a, a whole second layer to it's the an acting, actor you know? playing an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's literally sounds like it in the way that he put, he puts on that accent and, you know, in a very unauthentic way, you know? How do you feel about the acting in this movie, Paul Damien? I mean, I I think it's pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with everything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like everything's timed properly in this movie. And that, do you think it's... That's, that, that's, a lot, that's a big issue with a lot of movies. That the, oh, the timing isn't... I feel like the pacing isn't right with a lot of movies. Like, they don't know how to pace out the movie But you properly. feel like this movie is paced Yeah, I think properly? it's paced really well. I still found it hard to fall in love Follow. with this movie. Oh, okay. But that, That's it, what I'm curious. Like, overall, what, it's still a good movie. If you had to give like a genuine bite, like problem with it, like or something that you just would change about it. That's what I guess I'm curious about. You know what I mean? I know you're, you're kind of trying to push the point that it's just like not for you, but like if you could think, is there anything you could think of that you would, you could feel like you could change to make it improve on it, to make it more of like a for everyone kind of movie. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I would get at. Not really. No, nothing I, you I could really think of. Shithead. Because that's one of the things I really like that yeah. some of the YouTubers I'll follow do is they'll rewrite movies. Basically, oh. they'll be like, "I'll fix. I'm going to fix this movie," and then they talk about how if they did the movie, they and they rewrite kind of the ending or like little details about the storyline to make it make more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars, Captain Marvel are good examples off the top of my head that I've listened to that I was like, "Hey, that's those are some pretty good ideas." You know, yeah. so it's just like kind of going into that spectrum yeah. of like you know reworking the story to you know is there things you think this story could have had to make it more enthralling like because i mean the thing is is like one yeah the water is meant to be like our primary focus the whole movie the water is the thing to fight over but we don't really go to i mean obviously water is a life source but at the same time like why are people putting water in a bank you know why does she need to take out a loan of water for her rant is it like to water the plants at her ranch in the middle of a desert you know like it's it's it is obviously surreal either animals dealing with human-esque problems yeah. but you know it's like was there things this movie could explore more to make it uh i guess uh more enthralling i guess it mind. is it is strange that we never see beans ranch mm-hmm. that is kind of weird it, it's it's why your theory that all of this is just a hallucination, hallucination. of a crazy ass lizard dying in the desert and if we would have gotten like <laughs> you know i don't know i was gonna say that's a little spoiler to a different movie um but if we just got like a final scene you know where it's just you know rango just like burning in the sun you know like <laughs> i wonder if it. there is there is alternates to this movie you know that would be like dang this movie went from like quirky and crazy to the heaviest thing i've watched lately <laughs> and, and um, a minute you know they there is this weird theme that they continue throughout this movie the mm-hmm. narrators the owls yeah the owls are uh our counsel um they continuously say that Rango is going to die. Yeah. And it is kind of odd that they play on that theme with like, you know, Roadkill talking about the other side and mm-hmm. like the spirit of the West. And when Rango reaches the other side, he sees the spirit of the West. But it's like, what is, there's no real deep thought put into that it's almost like it's exploring theme. accepting death but yeah. it never act, it doesn't actually end there yeah. and it doesn't really end, give you death even yeah. at all, on, on top of that at the end they just say like oh well he didn't die now but he'll die someday eventually yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, come on it's like well yeah everybody fucking <laughs> dies eventually i think i'd have preferred like, if they had I been like told you that you know it was the death of 
who he was before in the birth of oh, Ringo. You know, and I'm like, okay, that would have been, yeah. you know, I would have liked that. You know, they a little bit more. Like explicitly said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the death of who he was before Ringo. You yeah, know? <laughs> there's some cut actors that were supposed to be in this movie and oh, yeah? they had their parts completely cut out no shit and one of them being tom kenny the voice of spongebob, SpongeBob and the ice king and so on and so forth um the other two i find very interesting now i i only know this because of trivia websites yeah. and like shit like that mm-hmm. but apparently cedric the entertainer and john krasinski were both supposed to have parts in this movie and they had their parts completely cut out i wonder if they were a, like a similar scene that just happened to get wiped out you know what i mean yeah it makes you think maybe there are cameos or mm-hmm. like just quick little jokes here and there that didn't really fit the pace of the movie yeah because it's like tom kenny's like a he can do pretty much uh he has a vary of voices yeah and so it, it makes sense for you know someone like that to be in this movie but john krasinski and and cedric the entertainer around 2000 so specific yeah 2011 that's post office so he has that you know mm, big swing yeah. cedric the entertainer is probably bigger than he's ever been at this point too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's it's interesting that like he these people were supposed to be in this movie and got cut out and got cut out of it i have to believe it was like I think a, it was a money thing no way because no, they already no, shot, the, shot the scenes they i already... think yeah they had already oh, okay. shot their their lines and so you get paid if you know and then yeah, so they had, they got paid regardless. Um, but I have to believe it was maybe like a scene, or maybe they were like it, they had like chosen to add in like an actual m- like more human scene is something I could even believe, you know. And yeah. then that was something that got cut because there's all kinds of stuff they could have mm. done more with. Because one other thing that I was a little like not necessarily confused by, but more intrigued by is like obviously we haven't talked too much on the mayor, but his big plot throughout it is that he's like building this secret town that he's going to control over or golf course well it's going to make a golf course you think it was a golf course no they were just they were golfing at the time yeah to you know show him the construction of like a new city or town well just because like he had his whole epiphany rango had his whole epiphany when he saw the golf course and saw them watering the golf course yeah i mean that, mean? that he had water that the mayor had water but then you see the the overlay of the town that the mayor's building that they need the water and for. And it looks apparently. like that town? No, but it looks like Las Vegas. Because yeah. then when he crosses the, the street mm-hmm. and goes out to where well, he finds I'm assuming the- all of this is happening just outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. is exactly the joke. But I guess what, what my, my thought is, is like, is this, what is being built? Is it like, meant for these animals and dirt or like who is it meant for you know yeah. like, is he building it for people you know like they don't yeah they, they don't, don't explore really that you know what i mean so that was one thing i was really intrigued by too is if you know in the deeper thought it's like you know what is he building this shit for or who is he building this shit for <laughs> I was There's, actually confused on if it was people or animals building it. Too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. Even tell. it wasn't. How is this turtle well managing human construction? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Turtles speaking to like Ratatouille, and mm-hmm. Ratatouille's pulling some strings. <laughs> He's pulling um, some hair. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot in this movie that they kind of play with that they don't really do a mm-hmm. good job explaining. There's a monster in the aquifer with a gigantic eyeball. Just a big yeah. old eyeball. Like, Far what the fuck bigger was that? than any human yeah. like it's just insane and yeah it's and really that's just a big one <laughs> and on the rango wiki it's literally just listed as a giant monster so. <laughs> is that for real uh-huh. oh it, people's God. best guess is that it's meant to be like a reference to like alligators in the sewer <laughs> but that's beyond that thinking. yeah it's just it just oh. it's just 
Yeah. Listed as giant monster. You, so you're talking about the Wikipedia page for Rango. Yeah, there's a Rango uh, okay. fan, you know, wiki. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, no, there is a fan wiki yeah, like, site. You know what I mean? Like, all about Rango. That's did amazing. You, did you think he meant just on that monster? No, <laughs> yes. No, there's like a page a, specifically yeah, for on the that monster. monster. <laughs> that's yeah. It's like a paragraph that's, that's just right. like, it's a giant eyeball. You see when they all go, and it just explains the one moment, you know? <laughs> that's like... That's like a, there's a Wikipedia page for like Jar Jar's dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like there's there has to w- Wikipedia, be Wikipedia, man. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! God damn it! Do you think uh, the giant wiki. eyeball in the aquifer is a kaiju? Do you think it should be on the kaiju I think it is Wikipedia? Rango. It's yeah. it's just Rango. It's future yeah. Rango when it's he gets Rango, really big. Well, it's Rango when he opens his eye all the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's him watching his own story unfold. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's um because another... we haven't talked a lot about Rattlesnake Jake, and that's yeah. kind of probably the most badass yeah aspect in this film in a way because exactly he looks cool, he fucking sounds great. Bill Nye the si- not science guy, so it's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> and he's got a machine gun for a rattle, and he's just Dude. fucking covered in bullets. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's a great design. He has mm-hmm. a little pencil thin mustache. Yes, um, he, does. he looks very dope. And his entrance is just so intimidating because obviously Rango weaves his stupid web early in the movie where he talks about drinking his poison and that they're yeah. brothers. And so I just love that introduction where he comes in and just you know like fills up a glass a shot and like the fact that he like takes rango's gun with his the, his tail and like does all this shit just with like his fucking gatlin gun yeah yeah um i just love the way that they he's so cleverly designed to be able to like do shit like that you know yeah it's he's a good villain um and, and he's not a villain is he not a villain would you say he's a villain yes because i think um he, Kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Like, just because of his course throughout the movie. Oh, so you're saying through the arc that he yeah. has, he learns to not be so much of a villain. Yeah. I mean, he's like a hired gun, just like anybody. Yeah. He's going oh. to gonna point his gun at anybody he's paid to shoot at, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, he's, is that evil? So much as just like in it for yourself, you know? Because he, there's a part where he, they're trying to threaten who is oh, it, Beans. Beans. Yeah, and he's like and real he's, aggressive with her. And he's going against the mayor's like thing, and the mayor is the one that's paying for his gun. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the big signifier where it's like, yeah, no, he's really evil. Because like, I mean, sure, he... He doesn't like side with Rango at the I'd end. I'd say like you know a, chaotic I mean? a chaotic yeah. neutral. A chaotic neutral. Because even still, I would just say that's him doing things his way. And I, I don't think he would have actually killed her so much as just it's like he, he sees threatening, you know, with yeah. a hard fist is an easier way to get things than being diplomatic. You know? Yeah. I would like to say thing something about that real quick. What? Um, uh, snakes that have venom. Mm-hmm. Don't constrict. Oh, yeah, he does constrict. Oh, interesting. They just use their venom. So you're saying that this feeds into my theory of this all being a hallucination and Rango not understanding yeah. snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His he biology. Yeah. He didn't read the snake. Uh, the Wikipedia for snake. <laughs> the Snakeopedia. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you can read the yeah. Snakeopedia. What's Do you think Rattlesnake Jake's on the Snakeopedia? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. He, he better be. God damn it. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But they, the trees help Rango in the end. They which are also feeds Spanish daggers. This also feeds into the whole like, like surrealism of it as well. Where yeah. it's like, would the trees really help Rango? Like, how does that work? Is this movie real? Like, no, what it's <laughs> nature. I actually think your theory is re- is like spookily correct in what the <laughs> yeah. at least the writer of the story was probably trying to go for and then you know Nickelodeon was like alright well we're gonna make this for kids so we're gonna add some singing owls um, <laughs> and they're like 
things like that. But yeah, I really maybe think he was supposed to die. This is a and fever dream. They just, dream. Changed, it they the just changed the ending. Yeah, man, I want to know the deleted scenes. Maybe for this movie now. Cedric just... Entertainer killed him. <laughs> It's just Cedric the Entertainer playing himself, and he just happens to step, <laughs> step yeah. on him. Yeah, that was that's he the like part they cut it out. To Las Vegas, they yeah, cut him just... out because it was too too gruesome. Oh god! What if Cedric the Entertainer was supposed to be Rattlesnake Jake, and they were like, "Oh no, you had too much fun with this role." <laughs> so they are like, "We need <laughs> we need a more white evil." <laughs> we need Bill Nye, not the science guy. <laughs> Wait a second. Is what? that the guy from the Underworld movies? Oh, it might be. He's the like daddy vampire. <laughs> I in think the I think movies. that is what it is. Yeah. Is it Underworld? That's or? where I know him from. Why did I imagine him in Blade as soon as you said that? No, it's Underworld. Dude, but Blade, he no. is. He plays um, Saint Germain in Castlevania. Oh, he's Davy Jones. That's why. That's oh. what makes him relevant. He's Davy Jones in the the Pirate Boys. He is, um, he's in the Elder Scrolls Online. He's the speaker. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he's the speaker in Destiny, too. Wow. He is so Am in, I just wrong? Am I wrong about that? I think you're wrong about Harry that. Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm wrong. He is in Underworld. He oh, plays yeah. Victor. Yes, Victor. Victor. Is he a lichen? No, he's a vampire. He is a vampire. Yes. Oh, and he is also in Underworld Evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like um, he's in so much he's shit. He's like the the like one of the leaders. Say his name from Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, let me find it. Give me one second. Ten two. His name is Slart Slart Slartabartfest. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to read it? Like it's Hitchhiker's his name in Hitchhiker's Guide. It's Slartabartfest. Yeah. Slidy Bartfest. Slidy. Have y'all ever seen that movie? No. no. Maybe we should do that at some point. Who directs that movie? Some asshole. It's, some it's asshole. Garth Jennings who directed. I don't know why. I, as soon as Sing. I heard Garth, I, uh-huh. I thought Garth Brooks. He does a lot of animal movies. Garth Brooks? No. <laughs> um, the fucking Jennings. Yeah, he did that Son of Rambo movie. What Son of Rambo? Yeah, it's like a. It's not. It's not a real. It's not like. Connected no. to the Rambo film. It's like Rambo, but his son. Oh, interesting. So this guy, he directs a bunch of uh, music videos, and then he did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then some more music videos, mm-hmm. and then Son of Rambo, and then he did the Sing movies, the animated singing Yeah, because there's going to be a second one coming out now. Interesting. So that's very interesting that they got, that he's... Like he directed Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, what is, what what is what is that movie? Is it based after a book? Yes, it is definitely based after a book, and it's just basically just like a weird ass fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like a I know it's like a cult classic. Like people like really love that film, especially. And I think uh, I'm pretty sure like people who like the f- book do like the film. I think it was one uh, of those that it was well received by the public that does traditionally like the the book, but. Um, it's just like a fun little ride with Martin Freeman and Sam Rockwell. And I mean, I like both. I love Sam Rockwell, you know. And most deaf. Uh, and well, yeah. I'm, the only thing I know about that movie <laughs> most is <deaf>. 42. <laughs> Do you know what That's that the answer is? to the universe. That's the answer yeah. to the universe. Exactly. That's so. the only thing I know about that movie. Uh, that movie has always confused me because it didn't seem like anything like at all, really. It's like borderline space balls in a oh, way. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's like I would compare it more to that than almost anything, you know, funny. It's enough, just like so. a goofy 
Goofy Gino was it? making fun of sci-fi space. Is Goofy in it? Culture. Yeah, Goofy <laughs> is actually in it. So is Mickey. Um, I, I, gosh, I, if he's not in it, I'm going to be very mad. If we watch it and he's not in it. He's definitely in it, so I'm not worried. No. <laughs> no. Obama's saying he's not in it. No. Um, it, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reminded me of, uh, whenever I would see it on, it reminded me of Idiocracy. Oh, okay. Where it's just like confusing yeah like, it went I, like I you know, and like making fun of like that the genre that it's in you know if, is what i would argue to that too yeah one of my favorite things about idiocracy is the fact that they watered their plants with gatorade yeah, yeah. it's a good movie for the electrolytes we're wow. gonna use water in the, what's in the toilet Come on. <laughs> um what do we give rango hmm i will give it a 3.5 Ooh. Oh, that's a good grade. So I, I give it that for it's the lowest grade he's the given movie it? itself. I mean, um, like it's a good movie. Uh-huh. It's just like it wasn't for me. But yeah, yeah three point five. It's like the first non four he's given. Is that true? Let's see. Let's see your track record, Paul Damien. What four and a half? So for Event Horizon, you gave it a four. For Nobody, you gave it a four point three. And now for Rango, you're giving it a three point five. I mm-hmm. think a three point five is respectable. Um, yeah, this movie to me, Rango, I feel like it, there's no way this could ever be made again. It just oh, doesn't, definitely. it doesn't seem it's, it's an accident. This movie yeah. <laughs> that it happened to be this gritty and odd and weird and be a full bombastic, like Western more, more so than any, I would argue any Western has been before where you see flying like explosions and Gatling guns and, and like this giant, you know, wagon race throughout the fucking valley. Like, I don't feel like that will ever happen ever again as long as we live. I feel like there should have been, like, shorts. What? Shorts for this movie. Oh, like like, just, like, like little episodic shorts beforehand or what? Yeah, or just at afterwards all? at all, yeah. Oh. Just like for, Nickelodeon like, the should have things. given more of a shit about this project and put more oh, things yeah, out. Yeah, for, like, the know, little like, things we were talking about. Yeah. Like, um... Maybe like what Kenny was saying, like there's a short of him just watching movies yeah. or something like that, or behind the scenes Casablanca stuff. or something. Yeah, exactly. And he's crying. Well, at he obviously had seen um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly because he yeah. knew the man with no name. You yeah, know? that's a good call. No, yeah, that would be very cool if we got more Ringo. Um, they did that for the fucking barnyard pig or oh, cows or yeah. whatever. They, did, they did it for cars. I mean, well, that's not Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon project <laughs> they did it for. Oh, they did it for the fucking penguins from Madagascar. Oh, yeah, they did do right. it for the penguins. Well, I give this movie. Let me see. I'm going to give this movie a three point eight. I nice. think. Okay. So yeah, I really like this movie because fuck if this ever's it. It's never going to happen again. See mm. exactly. I I a hundred percent agree with everything you just basically said, which is that this movie was like stars aligning yeah. and it somehow came out to be kind of the perfect Western and probably the best Western to come out in a while, you know, best Western, it's the, it's the <laughs> best Western. You should stay at this movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I really think that there's no movie quite like this one or there ever truly will be again that like hits the mark that this one does. Cause exactly the directorial style match with the animation and I mean the score everything just kind of really worked out to make this something special in my opinion so I'm going to give it a f- solid 4.0 Ooh, okay. um, because I, I mean for animation movies it takes a special 
something to really hit that mark for me and this does it you know what i mean yeah. especially standing out from the norm you know what i mean it did mm. it instantly displaces itself from any other end you know because you mentioned it when you think adult animation you think family guy you know you yeah. think shit like fucking american dad and even at the best of it bojack horseman which is still like kind of goofy looking and you know but very digestible animation mm-hmm. where this is not that yeah. you know this is like God damn it i got to look at these gross ass fucking characters for the next two hours god damn it why is this dr rabbit missing an ear what the hell is this thing that ate the human vertebrae why are they all so fucking horrifying to look at their eyes shit my favorite thing dude the, and the eye animation in this fucking movie mm. is, deserves an oscar <laughs> and the oscar for eyes you know this this is an oscar winning movie this, this is, is one of the Oscars. few animated movies that won out over a disney movie i think out of five out of all the times that there's been animated movie oscars <laughs> This one won out of the... You it, know. it definitely deserves it. Yeah. I mean, everything... And I mean, the voice acting, exactly. You know... Um, Granted, I don't think this was up against a Disney movie. I don't, oh, really? Maybe they didn't get an Oscar movie that, that year, but... They had to. Let's find out. Yeah, let's... And I'm curious to finish this off. I'm just curious what this beat in the Oscars. Because I remember looking it up. A Cat in Paris was one of them. Beats me. <laughs> Rango. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> it was the 2012 Oscars... The first award was in 2001. Guess who won that one? Paul Damien. Guess who won the first animated uh, movie award in 2001? Can you... Oh, no. If you give us the answers, we'll guess it, right? Um, let me see if it, it'll Pokemon show. Pokemon 2000. Oh, dude, that'd be badass. But okay, no. so in 2001... Oh, Disney. It was... There was only two nominations. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's not true. There's three. And mm-hmm. it's... Monsters Inc. Let, this is going to be the good way to end this episode. Yeah. We're going to do all of this all the way until sure. Rango. Okay. Okay. Fine. So in 2001, the animated movie um, award winner was out of these three: Monsters Inc., Jimmy Neutron, and Shrek. Paul Damien. Oh, Shrek! You got that one right. Yeah, no. It was Shrek. I mean, it's it's Shrek. Yeah, Shrek is an Oscar winner. Yeah, Shrek won it's the animated Shrek, movie. Kenny, it's Shrek. What all the right. fuck do you? I, I kind of thought Monsters Inc. would. I did too you know, until he said Shrek. <laughs> I don't know. Monsters Inc. It's, it's yeah. getting Shrek. its own. It, I thing think it now. should have been Monsters Inc. It's getting it its own Disney Plus series now. Did y'all see that? Yes. Yeah, but it's Shrek. Like, I'm sorry. Shrek was a wreck when it first came out. <laughs> Actually, for some reason, it blew the it fuck fucking up. blew up. Yeah. Well, it's not Ogre. It's never ogre. I'd compare it to Rango, so it kind of makes sense. They're so both. You actually lost your point because you made that joke. Oh, damn. Um, Kenny, you want to do 2002? Sure. Okay. It's Spirited Away, Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, Stallion of the Sumerian. Sim- is into that one? And then Treasure Planet. Is it Spirit? Oh. Which one? Spirit? No. No? Yeah. Okay, it was Spirited Away. I, was, no I wanted to yes. say that. <laughs> I definitely okay, didn't believe it. If you it was guys that. get it wrong, I'll get I'll go to the next person. Yeah, I definitely right. didn't believe it was Spirited Away. That's yeah, crazy. that's surprising to well, me. Well, I I just I knew got that the American Spirited Away had gotten an award, so I uh, figured that was it. <laughs> that makes I'm sense. I'm sure it got all kinds of awards. All right, 2003, Paul Damien. It's Finding Nemo, Brother Bear, or the Triplets of Belleville. Um, we know that that one didn't win. <laughs> did. I love Brother Bear, um, but Finding Nemo. It is Finding Nemo. You got that one right. He gets the easy one. I had like four great movies on mine. Treasure Planet. You know? like, okay, go ahead. Shrek. Okay. Yeah, right. exactly. 2004, The Incredibles, Shark Tale, or Shrek 2. <laughs> God damn it. That's, this is tough. That's so tough this too. Tough. Fuck. This one's tough. 
All right. Is it going to be the answer that pisses me off? <laughs> Can you guess the answer? Is it going to be the answer that pisses me off? I don't know what that oh, is. Please. <laughs> is it the Invincibles? <laughs> it is the Incredibles, yes. The Invincibles? <laughs> he got it wrong. He said Invincibles. The Incredibles did that. <laughs> I was be so pissed about Shrek 2. I wanted him to say Shrek 2 because I was like, I don't think Shrek 2 won an Oscar. <laughs> no, I, I almost thought about it. <laughs> the Incredibles. Right. Whatever Paul Damien. 2005. Wallace and Grummet, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. That's a good movie. Have you all seen that? No. Howl's Moving Castle or Corpse Bride. Damn, these are throwing me back. Dang, these these are actually pretty good. Um, I don't think it's Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Um, I, I also don't think it's Wallace and Gromit. Okay, so you think it's Corpse Bride? I guess Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. It's... it's Wallace and Grummet. I thought oh, we were okay. going to pass the guess. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know, well, that was only three. Too bad. For some reason, a lot of these are only three. three. It's because a lot of animations don't... Yeah, Oscars not... don't give a shit. It's yeah. true. The Oscars <laughs> don't... Well, also, it's kind of hard to pump out animated movies every but, year. Well, that's also arguable, but you know we get at least one Disney and one Pixar every right. year. There was... That previous year, Wallace and Gromit, Howl's Moving Castle, Corpse Bride, no Disney, no Pixar. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What yeah. If we look it up, there's definitely a Disney and a Pixar movie that year. That's yeah. true. There had to have been. Um, okay, 2006, Kenny. Happy Feet, Cars, Monster House. It's an easy one. Is it? Mm-hmm. Cars? No. Happy Feet? It is Happy yeah. Feet. <laughs> it's not easy at all. I, th- I, I thought life know, was I, a highway. I thought people would have gone that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Damien, 2007, Ratatouille, Persopolis. That's Ratatouille. Surfs up. Ratatouille, you're right. You got the easy. See the fuck. <laughs> all right, this one should be easy for you, Kenny. I swear to Christ. Surfs 2008, up also a good movie. Sorry. 2008, Wally, Bolt, Kung Fu Panda. How is that easy? <laughs> that one's easy to me. Wally? Yes. Okay, it, it yeah. could have been Kung Fu Panda. I would not have been surprised. Honestly, yeah. People fucking love that movie. It's got, f- what, three or four movies and a whole series on it now. Interesting. Wally I is a movie. A Nickelodeon one, too, but right? The Kung amazing. Fu Panda? Um, Wally is amazing, but Kung Fu Panda has a whole fucking market, you know? Yeah, children don't know what they're watching. Though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2009, Paul Damien. Up. Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Princess and the Frog, The Secret of Kells. Damn, 2009 God. was good for fucking animation movies, huh? Yeah. For me, it's between Up and Coraline. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Coraline. No, it was Up. It was Up? Yeah, okay. It was Up. Been up. Okay, so we're getting very close to Rango. Rango's in 2011, so yeah. we're doing 2010 Kenny. Is it Toy Story 3, How to Train Your Dragon, or The Illusionist? <laughs> Wait, The Illusionist is an animated film? This must be a different All right, well, one. it's got to be Toy Story 3. It is Toy Story 3. And that would be the final one because we know it wins 2011. Right, so 2011, <laughs> Paul Damien, who do you think won it? Django Unchained. <laughs> so, okay. so Rango oh, yeah. was uh-huh. up against, and this is where I, I was like, fuck, A Cat in Paris Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Puss in Boots. Oh, it had nothing to fight against. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is a Fair good enough. movie, but it's a sequel. You know what I mean? There wasn't How to Train Your Dragon oh, what 2. Did you say it was two? Kung, oh, Kung Fu, Fu Panda. Panda 2. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda 2 is fine. <laughs> I haven't right. seen any of the Kung Fu Panda. It's fine. I said yeah. Kung Fu. But once again, same problem. Yeah. It's a sequel film. That's literally you know I mean? the same yeah. thing, Ian. Kung Fu, Kung Fu. Okay. Do what you guys want to keep playing this? 
Or yeah, no. just go up to the current year. It's not that many more. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's so, go. Kenny, are you, were my you turn? next? Yeah. Yes. No, I wasn't next. I just guessed last. Yeah, it's my okay. turn. Okay. So, 2012, Brave, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, The Pirates, Band of Misfits, or Wreck-It Ralph? Brave. It was Brave. <laughs> Wreck-It Brave. Wreck-It right. Brave. Kenny, 2013, Frozen, The Croods, Despicable Me Too, Ernest and... S- Celestine, Cel- Come on, you know. Celeste, Celestine. No, it's Celestine, and the wind rises. You know, frozen. Yeah, it was frozen. <laughs> um, Undeserved. Why did I you just... get two points and I only get one? <laughs> I just dinged it twice. Okay. Um, okay. I like it whenever I read these and I'm like, don't know this fucking movie whatsoever. <laughs> like Ernest and Celestine. It's cool that those movies got put on there. I think Ernest and Celestine is that sad. It's like a sad little claymation about like an old man and a young girl like sending each other. I pen think, pal notes no this one nope, is something completely different yeah, you got a couple me. of mice. Do you know what i'm talking about no is it by the wallace and grummet people i don't think so no i'm i'll i'll play look while we keep playing our game 2014 paul damien mm-hmm. big hero 6 the box trolls how to train your dragon 2 song of the sea or the tale of princess Kag- kaguya um kaguya big hero 6 it was big hero 6 good ass movie kenny do you want to go for Only 2015 yes sir Inside Out, and Anomalissa, Anomalissa. Yeah, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Boy in the World, Sean, Sean the Sheep, the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Marine was there, Inside Out. It was Inside Out. <laughs> Since so, I haven't heard of any yeah. of those others. See, it's like some years they just didn't have anything to fight against. And the early, I feel like this shows how where animation's gone. We're look at that. Like through 2005 through like 2009 or 10, we were like, fuck, all of these are good movies. Yeah. And now we're like, fuck, I've never even heard of half this shit. <laughs> well, so in 2001, Shrek was up against Jimmy Neutron and Monsters, Inc. That's incredible. Yeah. That. Uh, that's that blows my mind. Were we at 2015? Oh, and we are the at movie I was thinking of. It was okay. Mary and Max. So I feel uh, good that it has two names like yeah. that. Um, Zootopia, Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My mm. Life as a Zucchini, and The Red Turtle. I remember watching the Oscars this year. Okay, I, I would say Moana. And by the way, I loved that movie. No, you didn't because it lost. But ha! I still loved it. Kenny, I actually watched that movie. Do you want to go for the, 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 the things again? Sorry. Yes. Zootopia, Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, and The Red Turtle. Zootopia. Me? It is Zootopia. <laughs> but I I did watch Moana three times in theater. That's uh, still a loser. I looked it up on Suck the. It. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It says no. You did not. Well. <laughs> well, Wikipedia wasn't there. Okay. Let me ask Obama. Did Obama? He, you're, th- that's a soundboard. <laughs> Obama, did Paul Damien see Moana three times in the movie theater? No. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thank you. For everybody exactly. who's wondering, he Obama is there. sitting in the back of the room listening no. to his podcast. That's, Obama, why, he, that's you, why he sounds a little far away. Obama, do you have any um, <laughs> any insight that you want to give us? Do not. Do, do not be the pa- uh, potato salad person. I don't even like potato salad. If somebody gets sick, they, they blame the potato salad. Well, oh. there you have it. Okay. There you have it, guys. <laughs> I think that's why I don't like potato salad. <laughs> There's one thing to take away from Ringo. Yep. Yeah. Don't eat the potato salad. 2017. Who's taking it? <laughs> I, I, I guess me. Okay. Coco, the boss baby, the breadwinner, <laughs> Ferdinand, or Loving Vincent? Uh, the boss baby. 
Do you want to steal? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It was Cuckoo. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. 2018. We should all get this one. It was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirar? I'm not even going to try to say that one. That one. Uh, Or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ralph Breaks Uh, the Internet. Spider-Man. It was, you're right, Spider-Man. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, And then 2019, (laughs) Toy Story 4, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, or The Missing Link? Toy Store um, 4. Toy Story 4. <laughs> yeah. Go, going to the Toy Store 4. And now for the 2020-2021 Oscars, because it was both years for one Oscars award, it, the, the, uh, the nominees were Soul, Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> Soul. I already know the answer again. <laughs> and Wolf Walkers. Which is Soul. That? It was, it was Soul. Soul. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I've been meaning to watch Wolf Walkers. It actually looks kind of, it looks pretty Oh, it does. Is that the one that's on Apple, Apple TV? TV? Yes. That one does look very cool. Okay. What are we watching next week? We're watching uh, Inside Ewan Davis. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Coen Brothers. Very excited about that one. Uh, Paul Damien, will you be joining us for that one? Well, I'm sorry. What was it again? Sorry, I was reading the text. <laughs> Are you going to be here for in- reading our uh, Inside You and Davis? Inside You and Davis. Yeah. yeah. It's a good Yeah, one. I'm down. Have you seen it before? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh. Kenny, have you seen it before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I want to watch that. That looks good. Oh, is that the one that you were saying earlier with uh, Poe? Yep. Oscar Precisely. Isaac. Yeah. Did oh. you say precisely? <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening. Um, does anyone want to say anything before we close it out? Anything about Rango? Anything about anything? The Oscars. Uh, be careful where you put your lizards. They'll go on adventures and always eat your vegetable kids. Hey. Vegetable kids. Eat your vegetable kids. Keep, oh. keep an eye on that turtle of yours. Make sure he doesn't turn into a corrupt dictator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, well, uh, that that goes to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Wash your turtle. <laughs> and so. be careful cuz animals have guns. Yeah. yeah, they have guns. True. Well, okay, thank you guys. You and Davis next week. Yes. We will uh see you then or we will see you on another time. Bye.